0: Here we go. It is a Monday edition. hope everybody had a great week, man. Uh, it is a uh, dreary day out there. Kind of nasty out there. Going to get colder as the uh, week goes on this weekend. It's supposed to be really cold. But, man, it's going to be hot in here today on this program. Uh, really hot. Parker Thune is here. Buffalo Wild Wing Studios. Welcome in again. Uh, hope everybody had a great weekend. I got to tell you, though, man, after some longer weekends, like we had a four-day weekend, and then we had a three-day weekend last week. I'm like, I feel like, you know, I signed off Friday at Riverwind, and I'm right back at work now. I like the longer weekends. I would like a three-day work week. I would vote. I hate politics, and I don't like politicians in general. But I would
1: vote for anyone who would uh, propose a three-day work week. Hey, sooner or later, Steely, here's, here's what you know at your age. You're getting close to a permanent weekend one that, of these days. That's true. That is true.
0: All right, uh, let's start with the portal today. The Sooners added Michael Tarquin, the uh, former uh, Southern Cal offensive lineman. I heard he sucks. 300. And how many pounds? Right at 300. Was it Florida also? And uh, last year with Mule Shoe and Company. Now, who is your guy? Clinton, what's his name? What's his name? Brian Clinton. Coach Clinton. Brian Clinton. Clinton. Coach Clinton. All right, because Plank said, uh, and I pretty much stole this from Plank. I'm like, well, that's a pretty good soundbite, actually. But he said, Coach Clinton on OU Insider said, uh, here's what he had to say about Michael Tarkwin. And I'm like, Coach Clinton? So this guy, did he coach? Did Coach
1: Clinton coach at Clinton? I, <laughs> he's from Claremore. I don't think he coached at Clinton. That would have been perfect, though. Yeah. But he's a former high school coach who now works for me and Brandon at OU Insider. Okay, we love having him.
0: I know that you don't hire any phony insiders. No, we there. do not. There are plenty of them. But I'm like, who's this Coach Clinton, dude? Is he? Well, okay, he's working for OU Insider, so. He's got to have some cred. So here's what he said about OU and uh, their latest transfer portal edition: Michael Tarquin, the offensive lineman from USC.
1: C minus guy. If, you, if you're looking at it from a from a letter grade standpoint, I've graded him. Uh, he's a 70.9 out of 100. Um, good awareness. Does a good job in pass pro. Uh, could use some work in his run blocking. Does well in space and and his uh, his footwork's pretty good. But uh, the agility, change of direction, um, you know, being able to, to to break down and control himself in open space just isn't great. So I think he would do uh, really well having somebody kind of protecting his outside shoulder uh, or, you know, or his outside gap. I think he'd be uh, much better in a situation like that. And that's that's what I expect Oklahoma to do with him. So there you go. What you hear Brian saying? C right there.
0: minus C minus. Oh, you's
1: taking C-minus, guys. What you're hearing Brian say there. C-minus. <laughs> what you're hearing Brian say there. Okay. Is that he's a lot better suited to play guard than tackle, okay. which I would agree with. He was out of his depth at USC last year. They tried to put him at right tackle, mm-hmm. which was a position he'd never before played at the college level, or any level, for that matter. He had played left guard and left tackle up until that point. So, right tackle, yeah, he was just a fish out of water at that position and that kind of harkens back to some of what Ryan was explaining there, the holes in his game from a technique standpoint. Now, what you know about Bill Beedenbo, right, is that he is more than capable of taking a C- minus guy He's a developer. and making him developers, into a service developers board. Developers, developers developers Bill Beedenbo. Yeah. And this is a guy, steely that Bill Beatenbill likes enough to have taken a swing at three times now. Oklahoma recruited Tark when out of high school. He actually took an official visit to Norman. Eventually chose Florida over OU and Miami. OU recruited him out of the portal last year when he made the initial decision to transfer from Florida. They finished as the runner-up to USC. Now, a year later, he's a Sooner after all. Third time's the charm. There you go. All right. And, uh, you know, it just
0: sounded weird to start out with a C-. That's all. Uh, but uh, Gabe said that he got absolutely destroyed in the Notre Dame game. Of course, Caleb yeah, Williams Caleb Williams was running for his life. And you're right. He was playing tackle, had a rough game against UCLA. But uh, there's a reason we saw Caleb Williams running for his life a lot. The USCO line was not very good. Yeah, so, again.
1: Not necessarily an indictment on what type of player he is overall, but I have no shame in saying Michael Tarquin had no business playing right tackle at USC. And that is an indictment on Shoe and his offensive staff. Yes. All
0: right. Uh, well, two names we want to know about. Zalance Heard, the, uh, the O-lineman from LSU. Sooners apparently have a pretty good shot there. And Terrence Ferguson, the offensive lineman from Alabama. What are we thinking?
1: I think the Sooners do have a good shot with Zalance Hurd. And I think they've got a decent shot with Terrence Ferguson. Obviously, Hurd would be the more impactful addition of the two. But what you have to constantly worry about with a player of that caliber at a position where rarely do you see players of that caliber enter the transfer portal is what happens if somebody like Lane Kiffin decides, "Hmm, I want that.
0: It's all yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, if they get heard, would he be their best O line transfer pickup? The kid from North Texas is pretty highly rated. They got uh, Spencer Brown from Michigan State. They have Tarquin now from USC. So, uh, would this kid would be the best of the bunch? Without if they get him question, heard
1: without question, no question whatsoever. And at that point, I don't know if Spencer Brown starts next year. Because I think Zalance Hurd is your starting right tackle. you got Jacob Sexton on the left side. I don't I don't know if Spencer Brown is a starter at Oklahoma next season.
0: Well, they're going to be injuries. You know that. Sure. Uh, so, Bill Bedenboe has played musical lineman before and does a pretty good job with it. So, we'll see what happens. Now, Hurd visited over the weekend. Is that right? He did. Okay. Any details on the visit? Was he comfy? Bed was good? Food was good? All well, that
1: stuff? Heard from multiple multiple sources. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, I heard from multiple sources that he actually cut his Tennessee visit short to go to Oklahoma. And by all accounts, from everything I've heard, the visit went quite well. Like, surprisingly well, Steely. To the point where I, like, admittedly, it's kind of hard not to be skeptical when you get in a situation like this and you've been burned so many times before. The Oklahoma and big name offensive linemen, think back to Tristan Lee, Devin Campbell, Kelvin Banks and the like, right? When you've been burned so many times over, it's hard not to have a little bit of skepticism as you approach a situation like this. But it does sound right now as if the Sooners are in the leader are the leader in the clubhouse for the Lance Heard. However, what I will say is, again, you are talking about a premium position a position where you do not often see true difference makers hit the transfer portal. And those that do, they command a substantial price for their services. So I cannot rule it out, nor should anybody rule it out, that another team comes into play sometimes, sometime this week and tells Zalance Hurd, hey, we'll give you X number of dollars to come play right tackle for us. And that figure is more than enough honestly enough that not taking it would be a less sensible decision than going to Oklahoma
0: so is it uh plainly between Oklahoma and Tennessee on herd no Who no else? not necessarily Missouri freaking Missouri no no, no, no not Missouri.
1: Ole, Ole Miss is the team I'm watching Ole, Ole Miss OU has the leg up on Tennessee right now I'm comfortable saying that it's just you always got to be cautious of the money factor, always. In the transfer portal in general, you got to be cautious of the money factor, even more so with a big-time offensive tackle where, again, there is such little depth, quality depth, in the portal every single year at that position.
0: All right, uh, Terrence Ferguson, Alabama, though, you feel eh, maybe a shot there. On yeah. herd, you feel like pretty yeah. decent shot.
1: I would put a higher percentage on Hurd going to OU than Ferguson.
0: Would you expect to get one of the two guys? If you had to say now, <laughs> pinning would you I, down. Would I, would I expect
1: the team it? Told me, man. Oh gosh, you're going to get me in trouble, right. Steely. It. Would I expect it? No, I don't have any expectations. Oh, yeah. See, that's probably I, the
0: right answer, right there. Yeah,
1: and I don't think anybody should have any expectations. I think you're setting yourself up for failure if you get legitimate expectations. Well, and but- you're,
0: you're right though. OU's been burned so many times by the NIL, you know. So we'll see. We don't know if the the herd kid again. Maybe he's one of those guys. Well, they Bill badenbow has got a great track record. Look at all the guys he's had in the NFL. You know, he's developed these guys. I'm still going to get some NIL dollars, but you know, maybe Old Miss comes in with a 200. 200- fifty thousand more dollars right you just don't know jake roberts
1: vibes are very good there why hasn't this not happened yet what's the deal what do you mean why hasn't it happened yet you're trying to put a clock on this thing yes i get impatient i want to know
0: right now yes and what about casey thompson and when is Zach Alley going to have a press conference? All these Yeah, things. for real. If
1: there's one guy <laughs> yeah. that I thought you'd be upset about the timeline over this on this Monday, it would be Zach Alley. He hasn't been officially introduced yet. but So you think Zach, Roberts is happening, though? I do think Roberts is happening. I think Casey Thompson is happening. Obviously, we all know Zach Alley is happening. He was in Norman over the weekend, walking the halls and right. greeting them. Like, that's... That is happening. It's just a matter of when the announcement comes down. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, but we know he's going to be Oklahoma's next defensive coordinator. Uh, In the next two to three days, I would figure you see announcements from both Jake Roberts and Casey Thompson.
0: There you go. All right, 405-651-3439, Chevrolet Text Line. That's 405-651-3439. As always, we want to thank Tim Lasher and his company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, family-owned and operated, servicing the greater Oklahoma City area since 2007. You can call them up at 405-579-3113 for all your heating and air needs. They'll do a great job. Last year, home comfort systems, home comfort you can trust. All right, let's get that text line going. We're going to hear some audio from Baker Mayfield and C.D. Lamb here in a little bit. Porter Moser on the plank this morning. Nice win for the Sooners, particularly the job they did down the stretch Saturday night against Iowa State. That and more coming up next right here on The Ref hey Porter you are number nine number nine number nine number nine in the AP poll this week after that win over Iowa State over the weekend nice win Iowa State took the lead late the Sooners dominated crunch time though towards the end the Sam Godwin game very impressive Sooners again uh, get ready for uh TCU coming up Wednesday. TCU, of course, got screwed at Allen Fieldhouse over the weekend. They're 11-3 and 3 on the year. 8 o'clock Wednesday from Fort Worth on ESPN2. Saturday, the Sooners go to Allen Fieldhouse for a 1 o'clock game against the Jayhawks. But uh, Oklahoma up to number 9 in the country.
1: You know who else is going to be at Allen Fieldhouse? You? Me. That's right. Nice. Never covered a game there. First trip
0: to the fog. Dude, you walk in there, you can feel the history.
1: Well, I hope so. I'm hoping it lives up to the billing. Never covered a game there. Obviously, with this being Oklahoma's last trip, not one I could miss. So Jesse Crittenden and I are making it happen. We're making for the you. journey up to the fog.
0: That'll be awesome. And uh, Jesse will join us by the way today at one thirty-five to talk about uh, Sooner hoops and of course Sooner football as well. Let's hey, by it. the way, I'll, yeah, go uh, ahead.
1: No, I just I'll, while we're on the topic of Jesse Crittenden, I'll toss everybody a, a little teaser because Jesse and I over the weekend reached out to a number of Power 5, Group of 5, and professional coaches that have worked with Zach Alley over the years for their thoughts on the coach and person that he is. So that feature is coming to OU Insider later today. Now would be a great time to jump on board with a subscription for just a few bucks a month if you want to hear how, or or rather what, many, many coaches, including Dabo Sweeney, Mm -hmm. think of Zach Alley, who is going to be announced as the Sooners' new defensive coordinator here shortly.
0: That'll be cool. Looking forward to it. All right, let's hear from Porter Moser on with Plank this morning, right here on the ref. Here's what Porter had to say about the Sooner's impressive victory over Iowa State. For our guys, you know, to get off the season right, take care of your home court. I uh, I first saw it for not having the students there. Everybody that came to the game, it was great. I want to thank everybody who came and invite everyone to keep coming back, man. It's it's uh, it makes a difference. But I thought our guys, you know, Iowa State is number two in the country in forcing turnovers. I thought we really did a good job of that. And then, um, you know, just defending them. And um, they're so physical. They're they're really, really good. And uh, it was good for us to get out of the gate in the Big
2: 12 in this gauntlet with the win.
0: There you go. Yeah, and I love when the Sooners – Iowa State's a good team, man. They are a good team. And when they got the lead late in the game, it was right around the four-minute timeout, I think, uh, left of the game. The Sooners – made the plays they need to make. And uh, you've got to protect your home floor in the conference, and the Sooners did in game one. So uh, Porter's done a fine job. They're number nine in the country this week, 13-1 and one on the season. Okay, Knieplemeyer Chevrolet text line, 405 651 That's 405 651
1: Brent from Jenks says, Everyone keeps saying Allie will be the D.C., but I'm thinking he'll have a co-D.C. title, correct? Currently, Bates is a co-DC, love the hire, by the way. No, Brent, uh, well, you don't have to look any further than Oklahoma's offensive staff for evidence that you can have a co-coordinator and a coordinator in principle. Seth Luttrell has the title of offensive coordinator. Joe John Finley has the title of co-offensive coordinator. So the expectation is that Alley is going to be the principal defensive coordinator and play caller for Oklahoma, as well as the linebackers coach, with Bates maintaining his title as co-DC.
0: Brent can't let go of the rope, though, on defense, right? I mean, he—I well, not- mean, he'll have—he'll be involved because that's who Brent is. But I guess the the thought process, and you know, you're going to have your uh, article coming out on All OU Insider later today. But the thought process is—he's this is Brent's clone, pretty much. Yes, and very impressive. People have uh, said this kid is you know mature beyond his years and really knows that defense inside out. Brent needs to get more comfortable with somebody that makes the kind of calls that he would make and I'm sure Ted Roop made some but this should allow him maybe not right away but in the very near future to be able to let go of that rope more than he has previously
1: right yes I think obviously Brent Venables is not just going to go hands off right off the bat and say okay Zach Alley it's all you I am no right. longer involved with any of the defensive game plan you know Brent is too invested in his football program to be able to do that in an immediate sense. But long term, I think making the transition to the SEC and with so much on Venable's plate as a head coach right now, the mission is probably going to be, slowly but surely, ease off primary duties when it comes to defensive scheming and game planning and play calling and hand that off to Zach Alley. And again, given his background with Venables, I think this is somebody that you can trust and certainly that Venables can trust to be able to run the defense in accordance with Brent's will. Yeah.
0: All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's uh, get as many in as we can. We do have Jesse Crittenden at 135 today. Got some Baker Mayfield, CeeDee Lamb, and Sterling Shepard audio coming up next segment for you.
1: Good perspective, from Tim in Missouri, on the text line, got to give the new offensive line transfer the benefit of the doubt. He's referring to Michael Tarquin. No one is going to look good after an off season of kettlebells with Benny Wiley.
0: No, I agree with that. And again, I was more just the first comment. Well, I'll give him a C minus. I was kind of laughing about that. But Bill Beatenbow, you know, I, th- I think uh, Bill Beatenbow does a pretty good job of uh, getting players to play their absolute best uh in most situations. So we'll see. We'll see what the Tarquin kids made of. Obviously, you know, uh was fairly highly recruited when he went to Florida and we know that
1: USC's training program is uh is very wimpy. Well and I think both can be true, right? Yes, Tarquin was not good in twenty twenty three for USC and also his performance was not indicative of the type of player he is and can be. Because, again, he was asked to play a position at USC that he had not yet played at the collegiate level. He had only ever played on the left side of the line. Mm-hmm. And so when you make the transition to the right side and anybody that has played offensive line or coached offensive line or just has intimate knowledge of offensive line play and technique knows this, all all of the footwork is mirrored, right? You have to essentially learn to reverse everything that you've come to know and do on the left side of the line and mirror everything to be able to hold up on the right side of the line. That's a difficult thing for many guys. And so I am not at all shocked that Michael Tarquin struggled at right tackle for USC in 2023. I think it would have been frankly amazing if he could have gone through an off season of workout regimens with Benny Wiley and the kettlebells and transitioned to right tackle and held up. And played at a consistent level. That would have been a highly impressive accomplishment by Michael Tarquin. So I am not shocked that he struggled. I also don't think that Bill Biedenboe is going to stand idly by and watch Michael Tarquin perform on the same level that he did at USC this past year. is going to get the best out of him. Probably, I would say, going to move him back inside to guard like Brian was talking about. And we'll see what happens from there. But this is somebody, make no mistake, he's got 28 starts at the Power 5 level. He's somebody that can play offensive line at a high level. He just needs good strength and conditioning, and he needs good coaching.
0: Going from uh, Benny Wiley to Jerry Schmidt, that's like going from uh, Pee Wee Herman to uh, The Rock or something. Or, you know, soft rock, yacht rock to like thrash metal. It's going to be kind of a rude awakening, but probably the awakening that he needs. All right. Uh, by the way, let's get one more in. 405-651-3439.
1: Sam and Edmund says, Gabe said the plan is not for Tarquin to play guard at OU. Well, again, like if that, it, and I'm not necessarily disagreeing with Gabe here. Gabe played offensive line. Gabe knows some more about offensive line than I do. But if Michael Tarquin isn't playing guard at OU, I don't think he is a starter next year. Because I don't think he starts over Jake Sexton at left tackle and or Spencer Brown, maybe Zalance Hurd, at right tackle. So it's almost just like a two-deep guy, if that's the case. The kid from North
0: Texas, you do expect to start at guard, right?
1: Yes. Yes, I do.
0: So there you go. All right, the one, the only Riverwind Casino. Hey, did you see last night that uh, comedian Joe Coy uh, did not have a good night at the uh, Golden Globes? but he usually he's he's much better but these are the left wing hollywood snobs out there that you know they don't have much of a sense of humor at all but <laughs> joe coy is going to be there was a lot of uncomfortable laughter
1: at jim gaffigan's yes, joke
0: there was but uh, he's coming in uh, January to Riverwind, and we've got a show coming up this uh, Friday night, Boys to Men at the Showplace Theater, Clay Walker's Saturday night at the Showplace Theater. I thought, man, it's great pub for Riverwind and comedian Joe Coy because he's coming Saturday, January 27th. In February, Air Supply and Scotty McCreary uh, have shows at the Showplace Theater, Jay Leno, Jim Gaffigan in March. So you've got a lot of good shows coming to the Place Theater. Riverwind Casino, newly redesigned game floor. It is awesome. Nearly 3,000 electronic games. They've got all your favorite table games as well. They have a Skyloft gaming area now and Oasis gaming area that's smoke-free. They've got the best games, the best bars and dining. Incredible hotel attached right to the casino. Best service and promotions. Uh, they've all, uh, again... Throwing everything into these great promotions every month for a great chance for you guys to win a bunch of cash and bonus play, like the 80K winnings resolution giveaway happening right now. Play with your wild card today and tomorrow, five times the entries for the drawings on Friday nights, and win your share of 80K in cash and bonus play. Plus, win that trip to the Super Bowl in Vegas for the first down in Neon Town promotion. Play through January 18th. On specific gaming machines, the top five patrons who earn the most points on their wild cards will win a trip to the 2024 Super Bowl in Vegas. Game tickets, you get airfare, hotel, ground transportation, and a $1,000 in cash. These are big time promotions happening right now at Riverwind Casino. And again, they're giving away five of those trips in the First Down and Neon Town promotion to uh, the five highest point getting patrons at Riverwind Casino. All right. Back to the text line. Keep it right here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. We are back. Good to have you with us here on a Monday edition of Steel Man and Thune, presented by Lasher Home Comfort Systems during our first hour. Congrats to one Dewey Selman going into the College Football Hall of Fame in the 2024 class. Brett McMurphy reported that earlier today. Leroy, of course, is already in. Leroy's in Canton as well. Now we got to get Lucius in there. Every Selman brother should be in there. The first family of Oklahoma football. But uh, Dewey Selman, congrats to a great Sooner and a great, great, great human being. From a world-class family. All right. Uh, yesterday, the uh, the Buccaneers, it was ugly, but it was a win. And they win the NFC South, and they are headed to the playoffs. Uh, Tampa Bay will be in action uh, coming up this weekend. Actually, they're playing on a Monday night, Tampa Bay is, against
1: so, the Philadelphia Eagles. Jaylen losers of Hurts. five of six.
0: How about that? Jalen Hurts and uh, Baker Mayfield going at it on wild card weekend. They'll I, have the Monday night matchup.
1: I, I would appreciate it if all future references to Baker Mayfield were phrased as follows. Tampa Bay Buccaneers franchise quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Please and thank you.
0: Yeah, and you think about what he did. You know, he uh, set a record for, career record for, I think it was 4,009 yards, 28 touchdown passes, both all-time highs for Baker, and Mike Evans tied his second-best season in touchdown receptions ever with Baker Mayfield at QB. He had one that was better with Tom Brady, so there you go. But that game will be on Monday night. Tampa Bay will be hosting seven fifteen. Uh, Monday, January fifteenth, against Jalen Hurts and the uh,
1: struggling Eagles. So, let. Uh, by the way, yeah. Before, before we hear from Baker, let's just make sure we have adequate context for what Baker and the Bucks accomplished this year. The Bucks came into the year with the third lowest odds to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yep. There was legitimate talk about them being in position to draft Caleb Williams next year with the first overall pick. That was how bad this team was expected to be. And the last time they made the postseason with anybody not named Tom Brady playing quarterback, was 2007, Steely. 2007. And yet behind the arm of Baker Mayfield, they go 9-8, and eight, win the NFC South, and are back in the playoffs for the third time in four years.
0: Baker gets a million-dollar bonus for the postseason as well, which is really good. And really yesterday he didn't do a whole lot. I think he threw for like 137 yards, but no touchdowns, no picks. But, man, he just gutted it out yesterday. He had, The ribs were clearly an issue. He was sore there. But, you know, running for that first down when they had to have it, that's Baker Mayfield right there. All right, let's hear from Baker on the win yesterday uh, as they went at Carolina and on heading to the playoffs.
2: Just a, a tough uh, battle. Uh, I mean, for starters, I can't say enough about our defense. Um, once again, Antoine Winfield Jr. showed up when we needed him. He's a stud. We're lucky to have him. A lot of guys stepped up and made a lot of big plays on defense. And, uh, yeah, offensively, it's just we ran the ball when we needed to. It wasn't a pretty win by any means, but uh, there's a lot of room for improvement. Now we're in the playoffs. We're division champs, and so let's hit the reset button and and see who we play and go from there. We have a locker room full of guys that are comfortable being counted out. Um, It's when we're most comfortable. So, uh, yeah, just all we wanted was a chance to get in, And, and now we're here and we've got to handle it the right way. And C.D. Lamb and the Dallas
0: Cowboys took uh, control and uh, pretty much dominated the game against the Washington Commanders yesterday to lock down the second seed in the NFC. Cowboys will take on the Green Bay Packers in the Sunday afternoon game on Fox at 3.30. By the way,
1: another factoid brought to my attention by an astute listener via okay. text. The Bucks had north of $70 million in dead cap. Right now... Steele, you and I are talking about the only team in NFL history to have that much in dead cap space and win more than four games. Yeah, that's pretty impressive
0: right there. Nice nugget. I like it. Let's hear from C.D. Lamb on the Cowboys again, uh, getting it done, the two seed in the NFC. How does it feel uh, to be home now, C.D. Lamb, to start the playoffs?
2: Amazing. Um, Obviously, job isn't finished, but definitely going to enjoy this moment. Happy to be back in the playoffs, of course, and um, happy to be home. Um, I just feel like it gives us an edge, you know, uh, playing in front of our home crowd and just being able to, you know, show out in front of our home team. So uh, definitely an amazing a feeling. Can't wait to get back to Dallas.
0: There you go. And uh, the Cowboys uh, favored by a touchdown against the Green Bay Packers coming up Sunday afternoon. CD, this year in the league. First in receptions, Cowboys record, of course, and first in receptions in the league. Second in yards, pretty close, but Tyreek Hill had the most yards. And third uh, in touchdown receptions with 12. You had a tie for the top spot there with Tyreek Hill and Mike Evans of the Buccaneers. Oh, there you go. All right, 405-651-3439 on the Myers Chevrolet text line. Let's do it
1: slim brady says they're in the worst division man i don't care slim brady especially as a diehard tampa bay buccaneers fan i do not care they're in the postseason they're in the postseason with a quarterback not named tom brady for the first time since i was eight years old you can't bring me down
0: come on slim what are you trying to do be debbie downer here we all know that anyway you don't have to bring that up all right you
1: don't have to bring it up yes Ah, yes, the evergreen question this time of year from Patrick. Which game is Dallas going to screw up and lose this week or next week? Because we know they have no chance to make it to the Super Bowl.
0: Is it uh, it strange? You know, there's been some Dak MVP uh, chatter, of course. But do you trust Brock Purdy or do you trust Dak Prescott in the postseason? (laughs) I... (laughs) Think about that question for a minute, just that question. It's hard to trust either one of them.
1: I know. Because Brock Purdy, like, for as good as Brock Purdy has been... He had the fourth interception
0: game, of course, not long ago. Well, yeah,
1: he's still only a year and a half into his career as an NFL starting quarterback. And Dak, man, I love that. Like, Dak has won me so many fantasy football championships over the years. Because I always draft him in, like, the ninth round. I just wait while everybody else clears out the QBs with guys like Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson in the first two or three rounds. I just sit. I wait. I bide my time. Dak's inevitably still on the draft board by like the eighth or ninth round. I always snap him up and usually try to pair him with CD Lamb. And I can't tell you how many fantasy championships I've won over the years because of Dak Prescott. He just won me two of them last week. Yeah. Him and CD both. So, I for as much as I like Zach or Dak Prescott, excuse me, and think he doesn't get his due for how good of a quarterback he actually is, he has become difficult to trust in the postseason. The Cowboys, in general, right, are just difficult to trust in the postseason. There's always a huge like,
0: really, come on, man, no, not that again. Cherokee Sooner has one for you. Oh, that's You're another banger.
1: I would trust tap water from Chernobyl before either one of them. <laughs>
0: All right, 405-651-3439. What's Jay and Tulsa
1: have? Legit question, guys. Is CD not only a top-five receiver in the league, but a top-five overall player in the league? I mean, it's debatable. It's it's probably he's, a stretch, Jay. I would in a conversation, but... Without question, he's a top-five wide receiver. Oh, yeah, yeah. No yeah. question whatsoever about that. Top-five player, that's probably stretching things a little bit.
0: Now, you say top-five offensive player, maybe. Maybe. Again, but let's just say this. He's really, 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 really good. Yes. No doubt. And, and he's had a spectacular season.
1: If he keeps up the level of production that he has maintained over his first four years in the league, this is a guy who's going to have a legitimate case for the Hall of Fame in five, six years.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, to me, still my favorite, C.D. Lamb. Highlight play, five Texas defenders there. He pulls a Houdini act and gets in the end zone. But uh, we knew that kid was special, and he's proven it at the next level as well. Okay, 405 651 That's 405 651 More on the portal coming up, the refs, uh, the refs transfer portal. Uh, Updates brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. You can call up Brent and uh, the great company, Swiftco Roofing and Construction, at 405 831 8222 for Brent Swift and his 25 years of roofing, remodeling, and construction experience. Brent will also personally come out and look at your roof or home. Portal updates coming up here in a minute again, presented by Swiftco Roofing
1: and Construction. You know, you can trust a man named Brent also building
0: a culture over there too a winning culture they've had a winning culture for 25 years at swiftco roofing and construction
1: i love the little
0: i don't know why i don't know why i just did that but for I dramatic effect that's right they've had a winning tradition for 25 years this rattling paper proves it right there so, thank Steely's you getting more up.
1: effusive with his gestures in his old age.
0: Oh, wait till I talk about the uh, phony insiders coming up. Oh, bit. boy. Oh, when yeah. do we they get were, that they were, segment? They were at it again over the weekend. Maybe, maybe a little bit next. All right. Stay with us. Keep it right here on the Homeless Suitor Fans. It is a Monday. Mike Steely Parker Thune with you. Jesse Crittenden on the way at 135. Keep those texts rolling in. 405-651-3439. Do it right now and... Well, the phony insiders are at it this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. I may not tweet much, but I am the Twitter ex-police. I look, but I don't tweet much because I don't need constant attention. But, you know, here's the old generic stuff, Parker. Hearing good things. Uh Uh-huh. Dot, dot, dot. I've heard... Some interesting things. Generic, clearly a reference to who is visiting this weekend, but no information. Eyeball emoji. Things are happening. (laughs) I mean, it's just the most generic ploy for. And here's the problem. So many people are out there are starved for. And, you know, they're just scrolling through their phone that they're like, like, like or interact. What is it? You know. Can't say right now. I mean, it's ridiculous. And Boomer Beamer, do you know Boomer Beamer? Have you seen his tweets?
1: I maybe and sounds vaguely He's familiar. got a nice
0: ABI for the most part, harmless. Yesterday, he's
1: got a nice what?
0: Like ABI? Is that what? It, is that still what it is, or is it something? Avi, yeah, short for yeah, avatar. Yeah, yeah, I call it ABI. Okay, I'm old. let me call it ABI. Okay, okay? you making fun of me now, <laughs> huh? So anyway, he comes out yesterday. I don't know how to word this. But basically, he asked a question, Boomer Beamer does. I saw it. Everybody interacted with, this, with it, of course. Basically, would you perform a sex act for an OU National Championship? <laughs> basically, that's and? what it was. And uh, surprisingly, there were a number of people who said yes. It might have been like second place. But... And then some people like, man, this is totally classless, makes our fan base look really bad. And some people, oh, it's just a joke. It was pitiful. I mean, it's something like the LSU fan base or the Texas Tech fan base would do. It was, I'm looking at that, and I'm just like, are you serious? Are you that desperate for clicks and attention that you're going to put that out? Just sad. And, again, a bunch of people interacted with it. Have we lost all dignity in this society, any sense of class? Now, not everybody, but when I saw that, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. Most desperate thing I've seen in a while. So anyway, you know, but like I said, here are the phony insiders. Daddy, guess what? I'm an OU insider now. Well, son, you basically got you never played sports and you got your ass kicked every day at school. How are you an OU insider now? None of that stuff matters, Dad. All I do is post a few pictures for Cloud in my OU jersey, and then I just say, hearing big things. (laughs) Well, son, it's pretty pathetic we live in a society like that where you could be an OU insider. Daddy, I got a check for $212 from Elon Musk. I've made
1: it. Holy smokes, $212? I mean, it's... I mean, I'll be honest. I... I have almost 38,000 followers on Elon's app, and every month the check I get is somewhere in the neighborhood of $22 to $26. Well,
0: what you need to do is tweet Tweet out more eyeball emojis, put a ridiculous question based on a sexual act, you know, (laughs) and ask the fan base that. And you'll get all, you know, put yourself out there, uh, you know, take a picture of your food. That's another big thing. You don't have to take a picture of everything you eat either. That's another thing. Okay, if you have the giant steak and Amarillo, okay, that's a decent picture. I've done it a couple times. I'm not going to say I haven't. But every single meal, nobody gives a rat's ass. Literally nobody. Man, did you see what this guy's
1: eating? Holy
0: man. (laughs) I'm hearing good things. I've heard good things. Uh, Big news on the way from the weekend.
1: Tyler Ada says, "I'm not going to lie. I voted yes to Boomer Beamer." Tyler, question.
0: why did you engage? Why? Why? <sighs> Boomer Beamer. I mean, what are you? I, I thought that was kind of a funny account, kind of creative, and then it went just absolute off the deep end and the people who said it's just a joke this is fine you people are complete gutter trash
1: camo sooner says triggered steely is my favorite
0: oh i'm triggered all the time
1: cherokee sooner says don't have a picture but i had a salad for lunch hey thanks for not sending a picture (laughs) cherokee sooner appreciate you abiding by the rules gunny of stutzman army says fellas i ain't sucking anything well except a blunt am i right gunny
0: yeah, Gunny, it can be. Doesn't Steely? Yes, I do. I do stream video games, for uh, and I I do fairly fairly well, but that's not. That's like actually something that's a promotion, and you actually get paid for. It's not me, you know, trying to call attention to myself. It's actually to bring in some more income.
1: Hey, the text line wants to know. What Pistol Pete Steely thinks about Alan Bowman coming back for years?
0: Alan Bowman, ladies and gentlemen, uh, got an NIL deal from Depends Undergarments, I believe. He's been in college. Who? There was one good. There was one good picture. Of I think it was Tattoo Baker, but he did the aging picture of like Alan uh-huh. Bowman posing with that kid, and he looked like he was like ninety years old. Pretty good stuff. So anyway, I'm just saying. The problem is. The phony insiders win now because people are so stupid that, unfortunately, I don't think they can be stopped. It's very distressing to me later in old man life. It's very distressing. Okay, 405-651-3439. 405-651. Six five one thirty four thirty nine. This
1: four hundred five listener says, agree one hundred percent, Steely, the boomer beamer poll was ridiculous. I, you know when I saw that, I'm like, What? Are you serious?
0: I mean, way to go to have a screenshot for the rest of you know our all of our lives to have that out there. Here's a typical OU fan right here. I mean, let that happen for the Midzu fans or the LSU fans or the Texas Tech Hillbillies. It I mean I just thought this is where our society is right now. I thought this is the end is near. I'm gonna start carrying around a sign that just says the end is near is what I'm gonna do. Okay, four oh five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Boomer beamer is why aliens won't land. <laughs> Oh, man, you guys are too good. All right, I'm I'm through my old man rant, but I saw so much of that stuff over the weekend. I'm like, this stuff. And again, here's the problem. It cannot be stopped because we live in a society that has no clue. First hour brought to you by Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Home Comfort, you can trust. Would never tweet out anything ridiculous. Because Tim has class, 405-579-3113. I'm done doing old man complaining. An old man complaint free hour coming up next. All right, we are back for hour number two, folks. Brought to you by Oklahoma Generator, okgen.com. Call 405-321-6631. They're family-owned and operated. Great customer service reviews. They are Oklahoma's highest-rated and longest-operating Generac dealer as well. Okgen.com, 405-321-6631. How do you feel about uh, food pics? Have you tweeted
1: many food pics? Look, food pics don't... Bother me? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. But. Right.
1: Maybe I'm over but Well, I guess I, I should say it this way The occasional food pick doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. If you regularly post pics of your food, you're just looking for attention at that point. Heck, I went to college with people who have entire Instagram accounts dedicated to their food pics. And I'm like, no, I'm not following this account. I do not care what you're eating.
0: Okay, good. When did we become such a needy-look-at-me society?
1: I mean, when like, social media happened. I mean, Steely. but I
0: thought we had a few needy people out there, but we, you know what? 98% of people are. Here's the bourbon I'm drinking tonight, by the way, and my mashed potato salad.
1: Mashed potato salad?
0: I'm just making something up. Okay. I don't know. Yep.
1: Yeah. You know, that is kind of becoming a trend that I'm seeing more and more. Mashed potato bowls. Have you seen these? Mm-hmm. I think it's like the new uh, the new rice bowl kind of trend, but instead of you know throwing a bunch of ingredients into a bowl of rice, people are throwing a bunch of ingredients, protein, veggies, etc., into a bowl of mashed potatoes.
0: We had uh, one day. I'm just going to tweet all food pics. Start with the Pop Tart I have in the morning or whatever. I don't have a. It's usually just take a picture of my protein bar. Then I'm going to take a picture of another protein bar. Then, like, we'll have roast and mashed potatoes tonight. Oh,
1: you're doing protein bars for breakfast now? Mm Mm-hmm. It's an upgrade over raspberry zingers. Well,
0: the zingers were much better, but, you know, I'm very serious about my health now. So That's good to hear. Anyway. But one day I'm just going to do all food pics. Here, by the way, look where I am. Man, this barbecue is something special. I don't know how I'm going to make it much longer. I really don't. I think I'm just going to keel over. I wonder, you know what the Lord should do? What's that? You should uh, look at, okay, one of the entries to St. Andrews is, is this person an egomaniac on social media or not? (laughs) And if they are they they've get got to the- go they've got to go to purgatory and live without social media for like 2 years. You can't post anything, your food, your bourbon, your car, whatever. You just need to learn how to be yourself without craving attention. I feel and then we'll revisit this in 2 years, okay? <laughs> now get the hell out of purgatory and give me your damn phone, you freaking attention hound, Jeez. <laughs> it's probably not how it works though triggered steely is my favorite <laughs> i would say 70 percent of my days are triggered right now so anyway all right i'm sorry i know 405 i'm done i am done i'm done I'm a
1: done, 405 I'm done. listener on the text line said you promised no old man i know hour.
0: he's being very kind to please steel man smile breathe listen to a good song
1: yeah Panda, in Texas says, no sports, just complaining. Gotta love K Ref.
0: Well, you know, sorry, Panda. We're getting to sports right now. Okay, uh, let's play the transfer portal opener and we'll give you the portal update brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do it.
1: What's happening? It's a transfer portal. It's out of control. We're losing our defense. No, not our starting quarterback. We need him. Do me a
0: favor, please. Get out of here.
1: Get out of here, man. We gotta get out of this place. Get this last thing we ever do. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Okay, uh, by the way, Mike from Ardmore. Man, Steely is on a rant today. I'm sorry, Mike. I apologize. But the Boomer-Beamer thing put me over the top this weekend. I'm like, are you serious, really? Okay, uh, 10 additions in the portal now for OU. The latest being Michael Tarquin, the uh, USC offensive lineman. Uh, Also recently, Caden Woolard, the uh, Miami of Ohio defensive end. Added to the likes of Spencer Brown, the O-lineman from Michigan State. Des Malone, the cornerback from San Diego State. Deion Burks, wide receiver from Purdue. Sam Franklin, running back Tennessee Martin. Bauer Sharp, tight end southeast Louisiana. Fabecchi Noewu from uh, North Texas, offensive lineman. Uh, Jocelyn Malaska, cornerback from Utah. And Tyler Keltner, the kicker from Florida State. Now... Zalance so Hurd, the offensive lineman from LSU visit over the weekend. Terrence Ferguson, offensive lineman Alabama. What do you think? What do you think OU's chances are on both? I know you like the chances for Hurd better, right? Yeah.
1: Well, again, I like where they sit with Zalance Hurd. Like like that situation a lot, actually. Cautiously optimistic that things are trending in the right direction with Terrence Ferguson. There's not quite the same degree of confidence from sources I've spoken to on Ferguson as there is on Hurt. But, again, the one caveat that you always have to add is that these are two guys that could be bagged. Buy a rich Power Five program at any given time, and that's the end of it.
0: When did, uh, I mean, we knew that Old Miss had some money, but when did they become like Thurston Howell third on Gilligan's Island? You know, that kind of money. Old Miss. Because it was Gilligan's mainly,
1: Island, that's what, 60s, 70s? TV? I Is like
0: that? making older references. <laughs> All right, when did they become. <laughs> that's going in the Wayback Machine <laughs> there. Marianne or Ginger, who you got and why? Um, That was a really old reference. But you know what I'm saying? Because it was mainly A&M and Miami, right? And A&M and Miami are still there. But Ole Miss had some, but it's all of a sudden like Lane Kiffin or somebody decided we're going all in, man, on this NIL stuff.
1: Well, if you have the capital, might as well, right? And that's probably – like, look, every coaching staff and program's philosophy is different. But especially for those programs that don't historically have a strong tradition of success and or are in a drought, those are the programs that you see dumping big money on Portal Editions. Texas A&M, Miami, Arkansas.
0: Any of the Blue Bloods doing that? Like
1: the real Blue Bloods? Missouri. Like, I mean, Missouri is –
0: No, I'm talking about the real Blue Bloods. Well, I I know. I was continuing my list of programs that
1: are spending big bucks. But, no, to answer your question, there are no Blue Bloods that are taking that approach in the transfer portal. None whatsoever.
0: When the real tree guy stepped in, like – Realty guy? Steely was reading a text there. Yes, by the way. It's, uh, because it's from Dan in Madison, Mississippi, and I think he's a very good source. Now, are there multi-billionaires out there in the OU?
1: Maybe Dan- maybe what Dan is saying is Ole Miss's money comes from the tree guy, whoever that is. Okay. I don't know what Realtree is. I don't I know either. Is company. that like it is a company? It is a company. I don't know what they make or what they do, but... We need to find out for OU if
0: there are any cheap billionaires out there that aren't giving and find out what the heck they're doing. Right? Pana. Today's
1: list of cheap billionaires who should be paid NIL is. Pan in Texas says when did Mizzou become like the butter churners from gunsmoke? <laughs>
0: See panda, you Back rebounded the with, a very, white
1: with a very good text right black there. Black and white TV references. <laughs>
0: hey, and Steely I know
1: what he's talking about. I know what he's talking about. Real tree is camo. Apparently, Bill Jordan, maker of Real Tree camo. Really freaking hunting gear? Are you kidding me? That's what it is. Angry Ronnie says Real Tree is just the largest camo brand in the world. I'm sorry, Angry Ronnie. I don't wear camo, so <laughs> that is. <laughs> A world that is completely foreign to me.
0: Yeah, I've never worn camo clothing and will never wear camo clothing, but so I don't know. Not that there's anything wrong with that. So I thought he was I thought he was talking about like a realtor or something. What's the real tree? I thought, oh, he means a realtor, like realty.
1: Yukon Bob says, face it, Steely, you are an analog person stuck in the digital age. That's why I have no social That's, media accounts. You know what?
0: I don't mind some of the digital. I think I'm fairly decent with it, actually. But you're right. It's like the, uh, the old, uh, didn't Joe Walsh have a song, Analog Man, something like that? I mean, I would like to go back to analog, but yes. That's a good one, though. All right, 405-651, UConn Bob, yes. I think Joe Walsh did a song called uh, Analog Man, I believe. Rush did a song called Digital Man. That's right. Very good. See, you still get That's those me. Rush That's me. I'm the rhythms. digital man here. That's pretty impressive. I mean, I'm more analog than
1: digital. I would probably be 80% analog. Yep, we got but- both sides here on this show. Got the digital and got the analog. Go to Cabela's. See, I'm not a hunter.
0: I've fished before, and I like fishing. I haven't been in a long time, but it's very enjoyable. You know where Cabela's is headquartered? I don't, but I used to get the Cabela's catalog as a yes. kid when I fished a lot. Sydney, Nebraska. Really? Yep.
1: Hmm. Way out there in the West.
0: I always was afraid if I went hunting, I would have pulled a Dick Cheney on somebody, you know, when he shot that dude in the face with (laughs) a bird shot. I had no idea that happened. Oh, yeah. They went to, like, some quail hunting place, you know, one of those expensive retreats. And Cheney turned, and then he shot, uh, I think the guy, it was some attorney in Houston, and Dick Cheney just blasted him in the face with... Birdshot. Sooner, Coesel says
1: allegedly, Steely allegedly shot.
0: Well, and I remember they sent out some spokesperson. It was like some female, and uh, they were trying to get the story because the guy was taken to the hospital. It was like Mr. Cheney actually peppered him pretty good. And I remember John Stewart on, you know, The Daily Show saying peppered, peppered is something you do to a Caesar salad. He shot that dude. So, you don't want me with a firearm. I can, you know, way too accident-prone. Way too accident-prone. Okay. So, uh, anybody else? Okay, the portal right now with 10, and you're still thinking that Jake Roberts, the tight end for Baylor, and Casey Thompson will eventually be Sooners. Correct? That is my belief. So, that would get them to 12. Then if you get hurt, obviously you take her. That would be 13. If you could get Ferguson, which is maybe a little more unlikely, obviously, that would get you to 14. What do you think the over and under should be on OU right now? Like 12 and a half? Because you're thinking Roberts and Casey Thompson, that get you to 12. Maybe Heard, which would get you to 13. I'll take
1: the over on 12 and a half. So you would yeah. think,
0: what would you see the ceiling would be numbers-wise for OU? And we're just talking about the portal, this portal, not the spring portal. Is there another name out there that we haven't been talking about?
1: Nah, beyond the two offensive linemen, beyond Jake Roberts, Casey Thompson, I'm racking my brain. I can't think of anybody else offhand. So I think that would probably be it for Oklahoma, especially because the semester starts this week too. Right. So guys are up against the clock in terms of making their decisions.
0: What day does school officially start, do you know? Is it Tuesday, tomorrow. So you've got to know something unheard by?
1: Not necessarily. Not necessarily them basket
0: the, weaving courses, right? They put them in there and change the rules
1: up. Yeah, it's by the end of the week, I think. Fairly certain it's by the end of the week. There you go.
0: Okay, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Uh, let's take a break right here. Kenimple Meyer Chevrolet on You guys are doing a great job. We appreciate it. And we do have Jesse Crittenden on the way coming up at 135. Keep it right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. We shall return. We are back. Seal Man and Thune here on this Monday. Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. Sooner basketball gets it done. The OU women won. Thunder will be back in action tonight. Not good at Brooklyn Friday. They lost their last two games. Dug themselves in pretty deep holes. Couldn't climb out of them. But uh tonight the Wizards are six and twenty-nine. Oklahoma City now twenty-three and eleven. You've got the Wiz tonight, You've got Miami on Wednesday, back home Thursday against Portland, and then Saturday against Orlando. Sooner Men at TCU on Wednesday, eight o'clock on ESPN two. Oklahoma up to number nine in the AP poll uh that came out a little over an hour ago. And again, the OU women will play at Kansas State Wednesday at six o'clock. Sterling Shepard. Looks like he's played his last game for the New York Giants. What was it? Eight years, I think, for Shep with the New York Giants. Met the media afterwards and uh, talked about uh, that experience yesterday and his time with the Giants.
2: Really just trying to take it all in. Like I told you guys earlier in the week, um, you know, I knew that this was probably going to be my last time being in this jersey. Uh, I just wanted to take it all in with my brothers. Um, and... Uh, yeah, enjoy every moment of it, and uh, that's exactly what I did.
1: You said you would wanted to get to
2: the top five in the Giants receiving category. Mm-hmm. You did pass Jeremy Shockey and get into that fifth spot. How much did it mean to you? Yeah, it meant a lot. Uh, that I, I grew up watching that guy, and, um, you know, it was, it was a special deal being able to get it. It wasn't easy, uh, but my, my career hasn't been easy, so... Um, I didn't expect it to be any
0: other way, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was a great film. There you go. Jeremy uh, Shockey from Ada, of course, uh, great tight end for the Giants, played collegiately at Miami, but Shep, a class act. We'll see what happens. I don't think he's retiring. We'll see if he can end up and play a little, uh, little more somewhere else, but uh, when he was healthy, very productive for the Giants, and it's not like they had great quarterbacks there uh, for a large chunk of his tenure there with the Giants. Chevrolet text line. That's 405-651-3439. By the way, uh, some other portal news. Thank you, Swiftco Roofing. 405-831-8222. Portal update. Marcus Major going to play for P.J. Fleck at Minnesota. So you've got Marcus Major at Minnesota. Tawie Walker, of course, at Wisconsin. We saw Aaron Parks, I think, uh... South Carolina,
1: right? South Carolina for Aaron Parks. And uh, Texas Tech for Jason Llewellyn.
0: Yeah. LB Bunkley-Shelton, Georgia State, DJ Graham. Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern, my bad. And DJ Graham, Utah State. So there you go. But we knew DJ Graham, I think, late last DJ Graham though. to where? This is Utah State. There we go. Bob Stoops, one of the greatest uh, sideline mic moments of all time. Utah State drives. I'm trying to remember if they took the lead or it was close. Everybody's running off field ball. Hey! This is Utah State. <laughs> I mean, he's Bob doesn't pull any punches. He tells it like it is. It was freaking Utah State. What are you doing? All right. Uh, 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer, Chevrolet text line.
1: Oklahoma wide receivers coach Sterling
0: Shepard says, a listener in the 918. I wouldn't mind seeing Shep come back. That, eh, that's a class
1: act. Maybe Oklahoma wide receivers assistant coach. Yeah, you're not going to place assistant. Emmett Jones. Mr. Yeah, no.
0: Jones has a permanent spot for as long as he wants it.
1: As long as Emmett Jones is content and being paid well at the University of Oklahoma, nobody else needs to be touched in the wide receiver room, yeah. regardless of how qualified they may be. Emmett has made stuff happen.
0: Uh, From the 580, please play the This is Utah State clip, please. I don't think we have it here. I had it at the old place, and I could remember um, recording that off, I believe, a VCR onto like a Marantz recorder is how that clip came about. So I don't think we have it here. Maybe TJ has it somehow somewhere in the archives, but... I haven't heard it played here. And it wasn't the best quality audio, but
1: it was a great moment. From the, from the 580, boy, y'all got me worried Emmett Jones had left, even if he was replaced by Shep. Yeah, no, Emmett Jones isn't getting replaced by anybody. He, From everything he has said, both on and off the record, Emmett Jones is somebody that has the intention to be at Oklahoma for a long, long time.
0: Matt Wells off to Kansas State, uh, you know, was – you talk about having a a great analyst. When you had Matt Wells and Seth Luttrell in that role, man, if you could still get some great analysts, you know, to sit in those meeting rooms and the coaches' meetings, that's big time. From the 918, Parker, what's the word on T.J. Rushing joining the staff?
1: I mean, there is is no word. I mean – Brandon Drum, my colleague at OU Insider, had some extensive reporting over the weekend on whether or not T.J. Rushing might be a fit in an off-field role for Oklahoma's defensive staff. And if you want the full scoop on that, it's at OUInsider.com, available to members. But suffice to say that there is, there is no word right now on whether or not that will happen. Obviously, Rushing is the incumbent defensive backs coach at Texas A&M, but he worked for Jimbo Fisher. And Mike Elko has brought in several new staff additions that would lead those to believe, or those on staff at Texas A and M currently, to believe that they may need to look for a new destination, just in case.
0: Did y'all hear that right, larr? got asked a question. And he sent us over to Paywall. All right. Now, I hope your Olipop
1: runs sour, sir. That's all I got to say. Okay. What else do we have? Yeah. I mean, look, end of the day, it's not my place to share info that was sourced by Brandon. If he wanted to share that info on these airwaves, by all means. But ouinsider.com is the place you can go for the full scoop on that. Uh, Elsewhere on the text line, a listener in the 918 says Casey Thompson? The quarterback that was at Texas then went to Nebraska, he is like 25 years old. He is still eligible. Yes, Casey Thompson is eligible to play the 2024 season in the transfer portal after previous stops at Texas, Nebraska, and Florida Atlantic. Expected to land at Oklahoma. Steely, he would be one of the oldest players in all of college football next year. Maybe the oldest player. He's older than I am. He turns 26 in October.
0: Yeah, that Casey Thompson. He's been around for a while. I and wonder, by the way, yeah,
1: he is the only player in the history of the University of Texas's football program to have more than two games of five-plus touchdowns. He had three such games in his single season as Texas' starting quarterback in 2021.
0: So he played for Tom Herman, Scott Frost, Mickey Joseph, and Tom, Tom Herman. Herman again, yeah.
1: Wow. Wait, no, no, no. Sark, Sark. That was Sark's first year. It was Sark's first year. Yeah. So he committed to Tom Herman. Okay, he played committed. played sparingly that's right. for You're Tom right. Herman You're as right. a backup. But his yeah. his year as the starter at Texas was Sark's first year. That's right. Man, Tom Herman. Jeez. Something's wrong with his medulla oblongata. Great point from this listener in the 731. He's almost as old as the future DC. <laughs> That's wow. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> when you put it like that. Uh somebody said
0: last week, "Okay, maybe I'm a jerk, but I'm glad oh you got rid of that 72-year-old Ted Roof dude." Ted Roof's like what? Like 60 60 years old. He's 60. Ted Roof would also whip your ass. That yes, can he would. play some football.
1: Have you seen his highlights at Georgia Tech? Don't be fooled by the glasses. They're pretty stylish for yeah, Ted no, Look, he and Steely are on even footing as far as their age. <laughs> That's and right. Steely is pretty fit and in shape for an old man, but I'd still take Ted Roof 10 times out of 10 over Steely.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: He was a bad dude at Georgia Tech. Yeah, he was. Back in the day. Is he older than Pistol Bowman and Stillwater? That's a good question. I'll have to look into that. They're both going into year six. But like Casey was 19 as a senior in high school. So I would think he's older than Alan Bowman, actually.
0: All right. We got a break right here. 405-651-3439. Ken Epelmeier, Chevrolet Tax Line. Appreciate you guys doing a great job again today. And uh, there's some good ones coming in still. We have Jesse Crittenden on the way next, OU Insider. Talk about the Sooners Hoops win over Iowa State and what's happening with Oklahoma football. That's happening next here on The Ref. All right, Jesse Crittenden joins us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline here on The Ref. And uh, Jesse. Sooner basketball team got a little uh, – we knew they'd get a test from Iowa State. But uh, to me, the kind of the story of the game was um, the way the Sooners, again, once, once they lost the lead over the last four minutes or so, made all the plays they needed to, protected their home court, and got the dub. What was your thought on what happened uh, Saturday at the LNC?
2: Yeah, I think it was – it was just – It was another piece of evidence that this team is stepping forward. I mean, you you look at last year where it's not that they struggled to be competitive. I mean, there were games that they could have won last year, but they, they really struggled to close games down the stretch. I mean, four of their conference losses last year were by three points or less. And I think you thought, you know, watching that game on Saturday, I mean, they controlled the first 30 minutes of that game, but Iowa State kept hanging around. They eventually take the lead with about four minutes to go, and you're thinking, oh, here we go again. OU you know, blows the game. They have chances to win. But, I mean, they, they start with a 7-0 run. They close it on a 14-5 run. It was David it was McCollum's playmaking. It was Sam Godwin's hustle. It was the defense uh, as a team. I think it was, you know, they're, they're going to face some tougher tests. But Iowa State's a good team. And I think to, to start conference play that way in a game that, that really came down to, to crunch time execution, something they struggled with last year, that's that's a good sign that that OU is moving in the right direction.
1: Okay, Jesse, to the gridiron. Obviously, we are expecting that Zach Alley will be announced shortly as Oklahoma's next defensive coordinator. Thoughts on the hire? I, I think it, it it just makes a ton of sense, and it's consistent with
2: what Britt Venables has wanted to do. I mean, a, a lot of the guys on you know that he hired as soon as he got to OU are guys he has connections with or guys that he has familiarity with. But I think Zach Alley is going to move to the top of that list. And we've seen all the, you know, everything out there about how Zach Alley in a lot of ways has become a clone of Brent Venables has has kind of become a a protege. He he conducts himself on and off the field the same way. I think a lot of their on-field tendencies are very similar. I mean, he worked directly uh, next to Brent for for eight years at Clemson. I mean, I even got to talk to, to Davos Sweeney briefly. I mean, who said? I mean, that the greatest compliment you could give is that you know Brent Brent knows Zach better than anybody and knows he's ready. And so, I mean, I think it's kind of been an, an unconventional career for for Zach Alley to this point. Um, but at the same time, I think he's proven himself as as a, as a rising you know defensive mind in college football. And I think it's clear that that Brent. Kind of wanted to, to move things in a little bit of a different direction, and to me, it, it just makes sense to, to hire somebody that's that really is an extension of him, both on and off the field. So I, I think it's it's exciting. It's you know to get a little bit of youth on the coaching staff, someone that has a connection with Brent. I, I think it just, I think it makes sense to, to kind of take the program in a, in a little bit of a different direction defensively.
0: Jesse Crindon with us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline 405-651-3439. We will get back to the Knippelmeier Chevrolet text line in our final segment. Uh, what do you make of the Sooners' effort in the portal so far?
2: I, I think they've they've done a pretty good job of. of I mean, really, in a lot of ways, they, they've they've addressed some needs. They've added um, some offensive linemen, which really was. Uh, I mean, I think that was the big question heading into the off season, right, was, was particularly uh, the offensive line with the amount um, of talent or, you know, the amount of, of, of minutes that they're losing on the field. But, uh, you know, I think this coaching staff already in, in just a couple of years have proven really adept at, at identifying needs and, and getting guys uh, on campus and committed. And, and I think this year was a little bit different because they weren't trying to build the program or rebuild the roster quite like they've had to the last two years, but I, I think so far they've done a good job of, of adding, you know, positions of need again, particularly the offensive line. And you know, I, it, again, it was a little bit different this year considering that you know there were just a, you know there were less uh, scholarships they had to offer, less you know less positions of need overall. But I, I think you've got to feel good about what they've done so far.
1: When you look at the addition of a guy like Caden Woolard, Jesse, on the defensive side of the ball, not a position where you necessarily looked at it and said Oklahoma has a need, an evident apparent need at defensive end, but a productive guy who has done it at the FBS level, been impactful for a very strong team out of the Mid-American Conference. What can he bring to the table in terms of level of competition, and just overall, motor off the edge to be able to help Oklahoma's pass rush in the SEC next season.
2: Yeah, it, it is interesting because you're right. I mean, I think if you were projecting forward uh, going into next season about what are the, you know, where are the positions that OU might be strongest, I think you would look specifically not only just at the defensive line, but at defensive end. But I, I think, you know, Caden, it, again, this, moving to the SEC. Kind of changes the whole conversation, you know. At some point, you kind of, you know, there, there's no such thing as as getting too much experience or getting too much talent. And yeah, I mean, Caden's a guy that, I mean, you look at what he did this past season for for Miami, Ohio. I mean, 41 tackles, 12 tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks. You know, he's 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 played a ton. I mean, he's played in in, in almost 40 games uh, the last three seasons. And yeah, I mean, I think as much as OU feels pretty good about what they've got on the defensive line, you know, with Ethan Downs and, and DeJounte Terry and Jacob Lacey and R. Mason Thomas and P.J. Eddie Uh you, you really, going into the SEC, you can't have too much experience. And I, I think he's, I, you know, at, at the end of the day, OU's going to play uh, who they feel gives them the best chance to win on the field. And I think Caden is, the, is that mix of, you know, of, of experience on the field with production on the field. But he's also going to have to come in and earn reps, you know, with a with a defensive line group that's pretty talented and has depth. So, but I mean, overall, yeah, I, I think it was maybe not surprising is the right word, but you know, I don't know if defensive line was at the top of the of the list of needs. But at the same time, going to the SEC kind of changes everything, and I think he's he's a good get for this team.
0: Jesse with us, uh, Jesse Crittenden, OU Insider, here on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. What do you think tonight's Michigan and uh, Washington?
2: This is a really interesting game, and and I think I said last week that, I mean, Washington, you know, I I gained a little bit more respect for them You know, last week against Texas. I really thought, I mean, they were really impressive, really on both sides of the ball. I was particularly impressed with their defense. But I think to me, coming in, it's pretty clear that Michigan has Uh, an edge, you know, probably top to bottom in terms of talent and and depth, uh, particularly defensively. So I think, you know, this is all going to be about Michael Penix. It's going to be can he, you know, like he did last week, can he make the plays, can he lead Washington? I think it's it's ultimately going to come down to him because while Michigan has the advantage almost everywhere, Washington has the advantage when it comes to the most most important position on the field. So I think, you know, I'm coming in probably expecting Michigan – a win in a close one, but I think Michael Penix can do some damage against a really good Michigan defense. And if he can make enough plays, you know, like he did last week against Texas, I think Washington can win this game. But overall, I mean, we got two incredible semifinal games. It, w- it was nice to get a, a night of semifinal football that was really compelling. And I think we're going to see a, a good competitive college football game tonight, regardless of where it goes. But I'm going to be watching particularly Michael Penix to see can he lead this Washington team to, you know, to a win?
1: Back to the hardwood, Jesse. What do you think as Oklahoma heads into battle this weekend at Fog Allen Fieldhouse against Kansas? Obviously the losing streak up in Lawrence is well documented. Is this the year where Porter Moser and the Sooners in their last go-round as a conference foe of the Jayhawks can finally snap the drought? It's it's so interesting because I mean yeah they haven't they haven't won in Lawrence in over
2: two decades but they've had plenty of chances uh, to win there in recent memory it's not only just 2016 but I you know I even think two years ago where OU led a lot of that game and, and a Jordan Goldwire jumper fell just short at the buzzer to win that game but you know it, for some reason OU has had chances to win there and this team is is noticeably better than the last two years so I, I think. I think it's good. and and also this team has a lot of a lot of experience really top to bottom in their in their eight man roster and you know you've got guys got like Lowe, Suzanne, and and Otega Oway who have experience playing there last year so it's it, it's still tough I mean Kansas is the number three team in the country but I mean TCU you know who is a good team but you know TCU almost came in and beat them last weekend in Allen Fieldhouse I think OU has as good of a chance as they've had in, in recent memory to get a win there but really this week overall. Is is not only a big opportunity for OU to keep stacking wins, but this is also a tough week. I mean, to go to TCU and then go to Kansas, uh, you know, this, this is this is a, a tough pair of road games this week. But you know, if OU can can get through and, and win one, or especially both of these games, I mean, not only is the hype going to increase, but OU is going to find themselves inside the top five. But yeah, we're we're going to learn we're going to learn a lot about the, this OU team. Not only you know, just against Kansas, but against TCU, too. We're, we're going to find a lot of, a lot out about this game.
0: No doubt. Jesse, good stuff. Appreciate you. We'll talk again next Monday.
2: Appreciate you guys having me on.
0: Jesse, to you know you insider, joining us here on The Wrap. All right, 405-651-3439, Chevrolet text line. Let's get as many texts in as we can when we get back. we got a lot still rolling in. And uh, we would love to hear from you. If you want to get a last-second text in, now is the time to do it. All right. Thanks again to Oklahoma Generator for sponsoring hour number two, okgen.com online, 405-321-6631. Coming right back here on The Ref. All right. Today would be a great day to get out to Riverwind Casino, get indoors, get out of the cold. It's kind of nasty out there today. They've got a great Promotion happening for January, the 80K winning resolutions giveaway. Play with your wild card today and tomorrow and get five times the entries for the big drawings they have on Friday night. Win your share of 80K in cash and bonus play. You can also win a trip to the Super Bowl in Vegas in the first down in Neon Town promotion. Now through January 18th, the top five patrons who are in the most points on their wild cards playing on specific gaming machines out on the gaming floor they're going to win a trip to 2024, the Super Bowl for 2024 in Las Vegas. What's included? Game tickets, airfare, hotel, ground transportation, and a thousand dollars cash. Now, these trips are worth about twenty-five grand apiece. So you're going to have five patrons who win this great contest. The first down in Neon Town, because Riverwind has the very best promotions, and we've got shows at the Showplace Theater. Coming up uh, Friday night, Boys to Men happening Friday night at the Showplace Theater. Clay Walker on Saturday at the Showplace Theater as well. Get your tickets online at riverwind.com or go by the casino box office. Nearly 3,000 electronic games now. Skyloft Gaming Area, Oasis Gaming Area, Smoke Free. You've got all your favorite table games, great poker room, off-track betting, incredible bars and restaurants. What's not to love about Riverwind Casino? They are simply the best best casino experience in the metro area okay 405-651-3439 let's get to as many texts as
1: we can recruiting boomer formerly the recruiting joomer says parker what's going on with herd from lsu are the good guys gonna get us one well again i like where ou stands right now but he plays a premium position where schools are willing to pay a premium price and so you always have to approach it from the caveat or from the standpoint of, and you have to accommodate the caveat that, well, <laughs> there may be a school that just decides to bag him, All right. So, yes, Oklahoma's in good with the Lance Hurd right now. I can't make any promises until the kid himself announces. I can't make any promises as to where he ends up. OU feels very good after his visit yesterday, though.
0: There you go. Uh, Matt from Hennessy asks, where can you find Ted Roof's highlights as a college player Georgia Tech? I mean, try YouTube, Ted Roof, Georgia Tech player. Uh, sometimes because, you know, I have no idea if there, you could actually find a Ted Roof highlight package. But what will happen when you have, like in the description of a video, let's say Georgia Tech's playing a game. I think Ted Roof was there like 81 through 84 in that range would be my guess. And they might pop up a game, you know, from that era that Georgia Tech played in. And Ted Roof's name was somewhere in the description of the video. So if you see a video that comes up between 81 and 84, you will pro- you will definitely see some Ted Roof highlights. But I don't know if you could find a specific, like, it'll actually say, Ted Roof College Highlights. So that would be my uh, my thought on that, Matt. Good luck. Let me see when Ted Roof played. I thought it was like 80, 81 through 82. Damn. Ted Roof would have been at Georgia Tech in eighty-two through eighty-five. Wow, Missed you were it. close. Missed it. Missed by, it by a year. Not that much. Yeah. So any any Georgia Tech game that pops up in that time period, you're going to see Ted Roof. Let me see if I can find his number as a college player. Go ahead. Carry
1: on, Parker. Okay. Co. Wetzel says, Every time I search Ted Roof, it pops up Steve Martin videos. <laughs> what? <laughs> hmm. Okay. I get it. Pretty good, actually. Reno Goat says, Is Ted Roof the most non-talked-about coordinator in OU history? Nobody really ever talked about him. Well, That's a good question.
0: I mean, we all knew kind of what he was kind of the – the caretaker of the defense so to speak while brent got it installed and was doing other stuff i mean everybody kind of knew what the deal was right when he came in
1: of course was never a long-term deal it's always probably two three years at the most and here we are and the sooners are about to get a whole lot younger with the announcement the pending announcement why are we still waiting Now I'm starting to feel like an old man. Why has Zach Alley not been officially introduced as the defensive coordinator for the Sooners? What is the deal?
0: Missouri coming in with an offer or something?
1: I mean, no, look, in principle it's all done, Steely. It just hasn't been officially announced. I mean, it's been imminent for four days now. Let's make this happen. Let's finalize it. Is the creative department slacking? Have they not finished the edit? Maybe, maybe they're. What is the holdup? That's a good question. Jeff from OKC asks Steely with Ted Roof and the three-man front dissolving. Who's the next group to headline BV's Bootlickers Club?
0: I, I we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. I th- I'm seeing Ted Roof as number ninety-three in college. I
1: he was ninety-three, yeah. Yeah, was he 90- was a linebacker. Yeah. He wore 93. That's a weird number for a linebacker. Not in those days. Hmm. You know you know what I was thinking about the other day? It, we got too many linebackers running around with single-digit numbers these mm-hmm. days. We need a linebacker with a good old-fashioned 54 or 56 on his chest.
0: Or 51, Dick Butkus. Um, who's the greatest linebacker of all time? Lawrence Taylor? See, I see him as a rush in more than a uh, linebacker. I guess you could say outside linebacker. If if you want to classify Lawrence Taylor as a linebacker, then I would say absolutely, because I think he's the greatest defensive player in NFL
1: history. So, But, uh, yeah, Ted Roof was 93, Matt. We need Phil Pici- I know Phil Pichotti wants to switch his number to 33. We have to make sure that doesn't happen. Phil Pichotti has to wear 50 for the entirety of his career as an Oklahoma Sooner.
0: You know, I'm old school – I, I I want to go back to the olden days, you know. Wide res- Well, I guess not all warm in the '80s. Like Fred Bolitnikoff was 25 with the Raiders when you could see his number past all the stickum on his jersey
1: back in the day. One of those '50s numbers is menacing. We need a line bra- We need a linebacker that just embraces that.
0: Stutzman to 44 though last year. Stutzman, switch to 44. I don't know if Steve would approve or not, but I think it'd be cool. Okay, we got to get out of here. Thanks to Oklahoma Generator for sponsoring hour number two. Appreciate all the texts, everybody. We're going to get locked in up next with uh, Parker and Tyler. Riverwind Casino, you are the best. Thank you very much for your sponsorship here on The Ref. We appreciate you. Get out at Riverwind Casino. Play with your wild card. Have a great Monday.